0: On to a new RFM at six past one, Sally Lucas is along next and we'll be talking travel. She's joining me, Jane Klein, and we're going to think ahead when travelling. Think of things that might happen and how we can make sure they don't happen to us. We're also going to take a trip to Vancouver and we just might squeeze in the Cook Islands. It's nice to think of somewhere warm at the moment. We are talking travel, Sally Lucas and I. And Sally, it, there are all sorts of situations that can happen when we go travel There traveling. are, Jane.
1: I mean, we don't like to think negatively and, and we like to come on the program and talk about all the positives in life. But to get a positive result, you need to prepare and you need to do certain things to ensure that you don't come to grief or that you know exactly, for example, what your insurance covers. And I think a lot of people probably don't read their policies too well or get them explained now even your travel agent even though they're they're an agent on behalf of the insurance company you've got to remember they're not qualified insurance people they are travel agents you'll always be given a toll-free number to ring so if there's anything you're not sure about or you find the wording too confusing please call that number before you leave Australia so the insurance company should be able to explain it. they after. will fully Mm. and that's what they're there for that's their that's their job our job is just to offer you the insurance to make sure you're covered and we know um you know a great uh, deal about the policies we sell but we don't know everything the intricacies and that's where you really need to talk to the insurance company now just to give you some examples i mean recently you know we've had these you know young women in in bali when giving this awful you know alcoholic drink and i think one thing i should say to you don't don't buy a drink or that's or don't Take a drink that's been given to you by somebody else. Never leave your drink. If you're going to a bar and ordering a drink, watch. Watch what he's putting into your glass. You know, just become an aware person when you're travelling. And a lot of people do silly things. They travel with a halo around their head and think, nothing's going to happen to me, this golden aura. You know, whereas you you can go somewhere and someone will want to, you know, hire the motorbike to you because they want to make money out of it. but, But is it really in good nick? Are you going to have a problem with that motorbike or that car when it's just somebody and his brother out the front of the hotel wanting to, you know, rather than doing it through a reputable company? And then you find people will go and get on one of these motorbikes in these Asian countries that are absolutely so crowded, much more than we've ever seen here, and ride a motorbike without a helmet. Well, obviously you wouldn't be covered for insurance if something happened, if you're not going to have a helmet on your head. Um, even things like jet skis can be, you know, leased to you by, by, sort of unreliable, if you like, people. So what I'm saying is if if you're going to be doing something, do it through a reputable organisation. Otherwise, you could find yourself in a pickle if something goes wrong. Um, If you're staying at a resort, do it through the resort because obviously that will fall back on the resort. There's a fallback for you like there is with a travel agent. You know, if you've done something through a travel agent or through a hotel, then you've got someone to to come back to. So all I'm saying is remember to be careful. Don't take silly risks that you wouldn't even take in your own country. And just be a really an aware person when you travel. Aware of things around you. Even if you walk into a building um and I learnt this on on a defence course, defensive course once for women. Look at where your exits are. Walk in, be aware if you have to leave somewhere in a hurry, just know how to get out of the building, make sure there's a fire escape or whatever, you know. So just become a very aware person when you travel because you're not in your country anymore. Rules and regulations are different wherever you travel. So that's all I'm saying. I'm not trying to be negative, but just saying be aware.
0: And of course your insurance covers you for so many different things things like your luggage yes if you lose it or medical additional
1: expenses flights due to medical reasons etc just remember though you are no longer covered for any sort of terrorist act civil war etc after 911 so don't expect to be covered for something like that a natural disaster sure tsunami earthquake something that happens you know as a natural disaster but certainly not anything that's created through war or terrorism
0: mm
1: so just always keep that in mind. On to nicer things, we could talk a little bit about Vancouver. I thought we haven't talked about Vancouver for quite some time. We, we talk in general about Canada and the Rockies and how all the cruise ships go up the coast, but I think as Australians, we tend to love coastal cities. and We all love San Francisco and we all love Vancouver, to be quite honest. It's a very friendly city, very easy to get around. It's a very attractive city right on the water. You've got mountains behind it, of course, which are leading up to the Rockies and to Whistler and so on. And there's quite a lot you can do there. And of Stanley Park is one of the world's most wonderful parks, and it's, it's got all sorts of trees planted from all around the world, all varieties of trees, and it's a beautiful park to wander through. So, always remember to do that. It's actually got 200 kilometres of walking and cycling trails within, must be huge. within within the park, you know, as well. So, and you can look at stanleypark.org if you want to have a look at that park. It's, it's quite a beautiful park. And don't forget just to duck across on that ferry to Victoria, which is the actual capital of British Columbia. Everyone thinks it's Vancouver, and But it's not. But it's still a beautiful thing to do from Vancouver as well. It's so quaint horse and buggies and very English architecture. And again, beautiful gardens. The Butchart Gardens are over there as well. But they have lovely museums in Vancouver as well. They've got a Museum of Anthropology. They've got, you know, art museums. You can go up to the mountain just behind Vancouver, which is called Grouse Mountain. And you can do a walk up there if you wish, if you're wanting to do that. They do little mail runs. You know how we've talked about mail runs in Norway and so on before, Jane, and Herty Well, the Strait of Georgia, which uh, is between Vancouver Island and the coast of mainland British Columbia, has got stuff with these tiny little islands in there so again you can do like a mail run trip there as well and then Gastown it's, that's what they call an area in Vancouver which is quite famous with lots of restaurants entertainment etc there as well and as I said you're the gateway to Whistler which is they've now got a rail link that takes you up there you can even just go up for a day trip if you wish that's for skiing, of for course. skiing of mountains. course yes and then of course it's the starting point for you to head off of course, into those wonderful Canadian Rockies. It's a lovely city, very attractive, right on the water, mountains behind it, lots to see and do, lots of outdoor activities and just, just a great place to visit. And you can understand the language. Absolutely.
0: We are talking travel, Sally Lucas
1: and I, and we're heading off to somewhere a little bit warmer, which is a nice thing to think about today, Sally. It is while I'm sitting here shivering, yes. I mean, I didn't think I'd put enough clothing layers on today, but anyway, um, and we're supposed to get even colder. But anyhow, let's think. Winter's nearly over, so why don't we think somewhere warm, And the beautiful Cook Islands, eh? Mm. Now, the good thing about that now is, of course, that Air New Zealand does have a weekly direct service now, whereas before you used to have to go via Auckland, which added on extra flying hours and so on. So that's just good to keep in mind now. So it's made it certainly more viable for us here in Australia. Now, the um, main island is Rarotonga which is I guess your main centre of the Cook Islands and it's a circular island which is only 32 kilometres in circumference so it's not a big island at all by any means and it's dominated by high mountain peaks and of course you've got lovely lush rainforests and so on with then coming down to your lovely palm fringe shorelines and all your lovely accommodation. Now once upon a time Cook Islands you'd have been lucky to have found oh I don't know, no more than on two hands certainly as maybe only one what I would call decent accommodation in the old days it was very basic called the poor man's tahiti and you went there for the beauty but certainly not for the standard of accommodation well that's all changed of course now and we now have a wonderful range of accommodation there even up to spa resorts villas you know places for honeymooners places for families, you know, so you've, you've got a whole gamut of, of all standards of accommodation there now, which is great because that was a bit of a deterrent there for a while. People couldn't sort of get that nice resort-style luxury they were looking for, but you can now. So that's all changed, which is all for the good.
0: And still have the lovely oh, the well, lovely location. Well, the location
1: hasn't so. changed, which is absolutely stunning, of course. Um, the main township is called Avarua, and it's just a little, you know, a small villagey type. You know, South Pacific town, it's not like a city as such, it's only a town I would call it, but it's got a variety of shops and cafes and waterfront restaurants and bars now and the resorts, you know, in and around the township as well as scattered throughout the island. Um, now, one of the things that it's famous for, of course, is, is a beautiful lagoon, which is sheltered by a reef, which actually encircles the whole island. So it's quite stunningly beautiful. And you've got a host of activities you can do there from wind and Kate Sur- Kate? kite surfing, I'll get that right, Kate surfing. She Well, Kate might be surfing out there anyway. Um, sailing, snorkeling, swimming and of course, glass bottom boat tours as well. Um, now, you can also buy from there, which are considered some of the most beautiful in the world, is the Black Pearl. Hmm. and are not as expensive as it would be if you were in Tahiti.
0: Would they be farmed, so oyster racks and I
1: don't know whether they're on racks, but I can always remember being in Vanuatu once and a a lady there at a a shop, and I, I bought the pearl, a little just a little tiny pearl I bought, you know, it's more the grey luster, how they come. They call them black pearls, but as if anyone knows pearls, they do come in all sorts of lustres from quite a light bluish colour right through to the deep black. And um, she said at the time she you know, she wouldn't buy them from Tahiti anymore because they're too expensive. She got her pearls from the Cook Islands because they were also more natural, whereas a lot of the um, the Tahitian pearls are sort of hand-machined to make them look better and be really round and, you know, so on. So everyone likes pearls in different ways shapes or forms and I'm sure you'll still get the quite rounded pearl but you'll also get what we call I guess the more natural looking pearl as well. Um, the other thing you really should do if you're going to go to the Cook Islands and I know it's been you know promoted a lot on getaways and all sorts of programs is to go up to Aitutaki the other island to the north which requires a flight for you to get there but it is considered to be on the most beautiful lagoon in the world. I mean that's a big, big sort of claim, but yeah, that's sure say. And I can always remember Katrina Roundtree coming back from that program. I think she went there for a honeymoon from from Gattaway, and she was just blown away by the whole, you know, place. So just keep that in mind. It's a magnificent remote island. And now it's triangular in shape, which is a little bit different to, to Rarotonga, and it rises up four thousand metres from the floor of the Pacific Ocean, and it consists of three volcanic and twelve coral islets. So it is quite spectacular and it's just, again, the the actual water, you know, is blink, blink. You know, it's that blue that almost so bright you have to blink. And, of course, it's got a great range of accommodation there. It's not as big as Rarotonga by any means. You know, you've probably only got about, oh, maybe 10... Sort of lots of accommodation on the island. Um, so it's not a big island, but again, it's to suit all budgets. And also it's just the most stunning turquoise lagoon with, you know, marine life and beautiful white sand. And it's just, if you're wanting a real getaway, you know, that real getaway from it all feel, no commercialism, no nothing. It, it's, it's just delightful. So if you're thinking of somewhere warm to go and somewhere very, very attractive and not too far from us anymore now, think of the Cook Islands and Rarotonga and Aitutaki.
0: And how long does
1: it take to get there, Sally? The flight is under six and a bit hours to Tahiti and it's not as far. So probably about five. Five hours.
0: So that's that's hmm. doable. And it's in a lovely, warm part of the world. Oh,
1: and wouldn't we all like to be there at the moment? I think we're all over winter this year. But anyway, bring on summer, say I. And that's talking travel for
0: today. Thank thank you, you. Sally Lucas. Back next Friday after the 1 o'clock news on 2NURFM.